It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic. A lot to get to ahead on today's show. Two entrance to the transfer portal from the BYU football program. Is it a message of what's to come for BYU or are these the outliers when it comes to the BYU football program? We'll delve into that. We'll also enjoy an exclusive one-on-one conversation with Miles Davis. Yes, I've been promising this for some time now. The last week or so it feels like we are finally getting to it. A great chat with one of the emerging bright young stars of BYU's offense. A guy who I think very much could take a step forward this fall and become a big part of the rotation at running back for BYU. And of course, we'll catch you guys up on the other news involved in BYU athletics around the athletic department. BYU baseball in action today and a whole lot more to get to ahead. So without further ado, let's have some fun on this Tuesday, why don't we? This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 29th. 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We always love spending some time with you. I, in particular, enjoy spending time with y'all. And also want to remind you guys, if you have not done so already, make sure to leave us a rating and review of this podcast. It's really important that we continue to keep those ratings the reviews flowing in, especially on Apple Podcasts. So any and all support you guys can lend in that venture would very much be appreciated. All right, getting going on today's show, let's talk about some entrance to the transfer portal for BYU. A name that was already out there, it felt like for some time, but a new statement coming out from him yesterday was Sione Finau announcing that he is officially in the transfer portal. His statement read in part, this came from Instagram, first off, I want to address the rumors about me entering the transfer portal. It wasn't because of my coaches, teammates, or administration. I want to thank BYU for everything they have done for me and all the many relationships I've made there. Also, to my family, I want to thank you for supporting me every step of the way. With that being said, the rumors are true, and I'm in the transfer portal and ready for a new chapter. For any other questions or interest, DM my Twitter. He lists that as well as his phone number. And Sione Finau is a guy that I was a huge huge fan of. Those of you who listened way back in my early days when I was not as good of a podcaster as I am now, and trust me, I haven't improved all that much in my own mind, but in 2019, Sione Finau enjoyed a breakout season. Many of you can recall his uh, run against Boise State that really broke things open in that game, and he finished that season, well, he he actually, excuse me, he did not finish that season with a flourish because just a few weeks after having a breakout performance against Boise State, he suffered an AC injury in practice that cost him the majority of the next year and by that time Tyler Algier essentially had made the running back position his Lopini Katoa is right there as his running mate and it seemed like the opportunities for a guy like Sione Finau were going to be few and far between now I had an opportunity to get to know one of member one of uh, Sione's family members on a road trip and I got to say he comes from an incredible family I hope that Sione finds a spot for himself where he can contribute in a larger fashion I 
I think right now with Christopher Brooks on the roster, Lopini Katoa is still there. Guys like Miles Davis as well as Jackson McChesney. We're going to speak with Miles Davis here in just a minute. I think that Sione Finau kind of saw the writing on the wall because at one point last year, he was actually moved to defensive back, trying out a cornerback and safety to see if that might be a good spot for him, but then moved back to running back this offseason. And I think he's just trying to find a spot where he can contribute to a large degree. I think there are a number of in-state programs who would do well to kick the tires on Sione Finau and bring him in because... I thought he was going to be a potential star for BYU before that ACL injury. He really, really looked like a just emerging talent in the 2019 season. But unfortunately, injuries and the timing of everything, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. So you wish Sione Finau the best. Now, the other announcement coming yesterday was that Viliami Tausinga, a product of East High School, both these guys are local kids, by the way, from the Salt Lake Valley. Sione Finau playing for Kearns High School on the west side of Salt Lake Valley, and then Viliami Tausinga playing at East High School up there in the shadow of the University of Utah. He announced that for just one season in a BYU uniform, the Viliami Tausinga Singa has entered the transfer portal. His statement read is a little little more brief, but he says, first and foremost, I want to thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me with the opportunity to experience life of a student athlete here at Brigham Young University. I am thankful to Coach Kalani Sitake and his amazing staff for the love and life lessons that contributed to making me not only a better player, but more importantly, a better man. With that said, I will be entering the transfer portal with four years of eligibility. Much love, Cougar Nation. 47, that was the number he wore. I'm actually more stunned that Viliama Tausinga entered the transfer portal than I am Sione Finau because Tausinga, I've been out to, let's see, we have had 10 opportunities as the media core to go out there and watch media observation, and I've been to seven of them, I think, at this point. I was not there yesterday. I was at a, a banquet for the John Watson Northern Utah High School Player of the Week Awards uh, banquet for boys and girls basketball, so I did not get to make it out there, but I will have been to seven of the 10, I believe, that the media has been allowed to attend this spring, and I got to say, Viliama Tausinga has been a guy that has caught my eye more than once. I'm a bit stunned that he's entering the transfer portal. Obviously, there's something at play here. Maybe he feels like he's a better fit elsewhere. Maybe there's something that's pushing him to go elsewhere. Family situations. We don't know all the details on this. Let's be slow to judge on that front. But I think at the same time, Viliama Tausinga was a very, very highly thought of talent that BYU brought in from East High School. Spent some time uh, in the mission field for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And when he finally returned home, there was a lot of hoopla about him officially enrolling at BYU. And now just less than a year later, he is entering the transfer portal. Let's also be very clear that both of these guys can withdraw their name from the transfer portal at any point and return to the BYU football program. And Kalani Satake has shown a ready... Uh, what am I trying to say? He's all, He's been very upbeat and very helpful in terms of helping guys find the right spot for themselves even if that means coming back to the program is the right move. Kalani's not a guy that says you enter the transfer portal, you're done with my program, get out. That's not how he operates. He knows that these young men are trying to find the best spot for themselves and I took, let's see, I'm trying to think, three of you guys sent questions to me via DMs on Twitter in the past 24 hours or so asking about both of these guys and wondering is this just the tip of the iceberg was essentially the gist I got from the questions I received. Let me address this by saying that I think that BYU is always going to have guys transferring in and out of the program. Kalani Satake has made it very clear that he wants the best guys on the field at all times, and he wants to go out and pursue the best talent possible. Obviously, there'll be a young man or young men, a young man or a or young men, man, I'm butchering that, that will 
come in, see the writing on the wall in their mind and decide, you know what? I'd be better served to go play somewhere else. And you can't fault these young men. There's a finite period you are allowed to play football in your life. Think about it. I didn't play past the high school level, my friends. I was 18 years old the last time. I wasn't, was I even 18? No, I was 17 years old the last time I put on football pads. I am now 35 years old. I have lived more life since last putting on football pads than I did before that. It's crazy to think about how fine IA can be. And guys get the opportunity in college, you've got four, maybe five. And with the COVID year, in some cases, six years to live that dream. Fewer and fewer guys as you go up that pyramid, make it to the NFL. So I am a big proponent of these young men finding the right opportunity for themselves and trying to better their situation when it comes to playing football. Will these guys make the NFL? I don't know. I'll be rooting for Sione Finau and Viliama Tausinga wherever they land, and I hope that they buck the trend and go out and show what they can do wherever they might land, even if it means they land right back in Provo and rejoin the program. These young men deserve that opportunity. And to answer the question about is this, uh, is this more of this coming for BYU? It wouldn't surprise me. I think that there are going to be guys who have spent time in this spring ball who, after spring is all done, they talk with their position coaches, probably have a conversation with a coordinator or Kalani Satake. They're going to get a real frank, honest feedback. Or they're, they're going to get real frank, honest feedback on where they stand in the program, what their chances are of contributing in the future. And at that point, it's up to them as to what they want to do moving forward. I am not going to say you're going to see an exodus of guys transferring out of the program, but I don't think these are the last two to transfer out this spring or offseason going into this fall. It's a simple fact of how life is going to be in football in this day and age. The transfer portal giveth, the transfer portal taketh. The biggest thing is you have to make sure that you minimize the losses as a football program and still keep the best talent on the field. Now, if you start seeing guys, let's say the caliber of a Jaron Hall transferring out of your program, yeah, then you can start raising all kinds of alarm bells. I'm not saying that Sione Finau and Viliama Tausinga are not losses for the program. I think they are losses, but they are not the losses that you look at and say, okay, that's absolutely crazy. So I don't think it's the last transfers out after spring ball, but at the same time, I wish these young men the best wherever they go, whether that's back in Provo, rejoining the program, they land somewhere like a Weber State, uh, Utah State, even if they go out of state somewhere else. I will be rooting for these young men, and I am a big proponent of letting young athletes go out and determine their future. We do the same thing for all college uh collegiate uh, young men and young women. You go to college. I went to BYU. I could have transferred at any point and gone to another university. Why can't a student athlete do the same thing? It's something I've always, always been a proponent of. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll enjoy a conversation with BYU running back Miles Davis. What does he make of his opportunities? How are his injured how, how is his injured foot, excuse me, feeling as he comes off a major injury that cost him most of last season? We'll get to that conversation here in just a moment. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Stat Hero. We're coming down to the end, my friends, of March Madness, but if you have had your bracket torn to absolute shreds like I have, there is still a chance for you to make up for some of your losses potentially with our friends over at Stat Hero using their NCAA single game pickem. What they are is they're pick pit the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid format between both daily fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from handicappers that always seem to have the upper hand on you as a consumer. Start focusing on the players that you know with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in you the, win, you the consumer winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick game, they have 
have dozens of other lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players that you take on with a set of players that you get to choose. You, you set your lineup. Stat Hero is really the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed, my friends. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you in ju- playing in just minutes, and this is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. You heard that right. 100% dollar for dollar, penny for penny. That's stathero.com slash locked on using that promo code locked on for a 100% match. Once again, stathero.com slash locked on using the promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by our friends at Intercap Lending. And there's a reason that no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs than our friends at Intercap Lending. Simply put, Intercap Lending gets deals done. They feature a quick and simple process. They close loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And although fast is great, the ultimate goal at Intercap Lending is to create a stress-free home loan process for you, the consumer. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer at Intercap Lending, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far including Locked On founder David Locke. Let's be real, my friends. If Steve can keep David on track throughout that entire home buying or refinancing process, Steve can help anybody. And I can speak to that because David... He's got a one-track mind, and you have to rein him back in. So I I get what Steve's talking about there. And although Intercap is a relatively new uh, sponsor with us here on Locked On Cougars, it's not a new company. Intercap has been assisting customers with all of their mortgage needs since 1978. That is 44 years of experience behind them. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with that same great experience since 2018. Intercap Lending is headquartered here in Utah, but they have licenses to help you with all of your mortgage needs in more than 40 states nationwide. Steve would love nothing more than to help you guys out. He's got a direct line. You feel free to call or text him at any time. 385-800-8528. That is 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer. I can promise you that. If you want more information, call Steve or visit intercaplending.com. That's intercaplending.com. Or call Steve, 385-800-8528. Make sure to tell him that Jake Hatch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you reach out. Once again, that's Intercap Lending, NMLS number one. 190465 Intercap Lending is an equal housing lender. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys taking some time to join us. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It is time now to let you guys hear from Miles Davis, BYU running back. A great conversation. I think you really enjoy what you're about to learn from him. But we're going to start off, Miles, how has spring ball been treating you overall? Uh, spring ball been going really good so far. Like, we got a talented team. Like everybody been saying, like, this might, I think this would be our year. Like, the most talented team that we probably have. I don't know, but you know, I think it's this. I think this our year, though, for sure. We got a great talent team. We heard things about you during fall camp last year, and then you got injured. How is the foot feeling now? Oh, my foot is great now. Yeah, uh, did a little bit of rehab. You know, got treatment on it and stuff. Been working out since I uh, after I heard it. Um, I set out for a couple weeks, and then of course I went. I started going back home to go train a little bit, and then of course trying to just learn the plays and everything like that. But yeah, since since the injury, my foot is great now. How tough is that as a player? Cause you guys are all competitors. You always want to yeah, play. How yeah. tough is it to sit out? Um, to sit out, it hurts. Like you know, because you watch your team. You know, especially when the good and then the bad. Like you just be like, dang. Like I just want to be out there. Like you know, through the good and the bad, be on the field. But you know, it hurts a lot. Like everything just kind of like to soak it in it'd be harmful like when I first hurt my foot it was like bad I was like crying I was calling my dad like dad I just had this injury because I had broke my foot at 
uh, in the spring last year, and then I broke it in the fall. The other foot, so it was kind of hurtful. But yeah, so you did both feet in about yeah. six months. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's like I feel like that's what really hurt me the most because I was like I broke it, but then I went back and then broke my other one. So it was like, oh my god, like is my feet okay? Like you know, I got web feet or something. But yeah, no, it's it's perfect now though. Well, and see, I, I work in an industry where we cover a lot of basketball and basketball players' foot injuries are yeah, yeah. devastating. So I understand that whole sentiment. Like you're worried, yeah. is this going to preclude me from doing Man, anything? Yeah. So yeah, that so you said it yourself. Like it, like it, you be getting scared sometimes. Like when I first started for spring ball, I was kind of like timid to like you know really cut and stuff like that. Sure. Still, even after training, like I was still kind of like scared to cut. But yeah, like it's better now though. So that's all that matters. It's all about just kind of regaining that confidence. I would assume. Just yeah. That, yeah. that you know when you plant, it's not going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I have to build a lot of confidence. I feel like that was that me at the beginning too. Like going at the beginning of spring ball, I was kind of like scared. Like my confidence was gone. Like everything was gone. I was like, okay, like I don't even know how to play football still. Like because you're so scared of it, you know. But then you start like getting your confidence back, and then you start trying to test it. You start doing stuff and like not even trying to, and you be like, oh, I just did that. Like so, yeah. So it's but like it's better now. Everything's good uh, going on with it. You know, I can run. I can cut now. So yeah, that's all that matters. Let's talk about you as a running back. Your guy showed up here, never played this position, but it seems like you've adapted pretty well to it. What's been the key to all of that? Uh, great coaching. We got great coaches. <laughs> like, honestly, I feel like, you know, Harvey, like, it, it, Harvey, his name by itself here is just amazing. Like, so he, him knowing how to, like, him coaching with great coaching, like, you know, I probably, I don't know if I went to, if, been able to go to another school and, like, been able to be a running back. But when he, like, I was playing receiver, like, I played receiver my whole life. So coming here and then, like, you know, I'm watching, I, I looked up Harvey before I even came here. Like, just, like, I, I just wanted to see who all the, like, like the the big names at this pool and so when they said moving to running back like I was like okay well that's a great another great position like you know because wherever however I can help the team that's how like that's the type of person I am however I can help the team I just want to be able to help so when they moved to running back I just felt like okay awesome and then Harvey being my coach that just made it even better so you know what's the number one thing you've had to learn as running back that you didn't maybe know moving over to the position um well, I knew blocking. I knew you have to block. Really reading, more reading the defenses. You vision. Know? Yeah, deal, vision. Yeah. Reading the defenses, reading the fronts. That was like, I feel like was the thing I really didn't know about, like the big thing I didn't know about. But Harvey helped me with that. He helped me, you know, it's pretty easy just reading the defense. And like me as a receiver, when I first came over, I was like, okay, this is hard. Like, I don't know which hole I'm supposed to go to. I'm just running fast. That's it. Trying to run, run fast through a hole. But it like with my head cut off. But now it's like I have, I can be more patient because now I know how to read a defense and stuff like that. So, yeah. Last year, you got to watch Tyler Algier put up the single greatest season in BYU history. How important was that for you just being able to watch him and learn from him? I looked up to Tyler. I've been looking up when they first moved to running back, and like I started looking up, like looking at practices from a running back view. I always looked up for Tyler and Penny. Those are two of the two of the running backs that I always looked up to. And so watching him do what he did last year, it was just like I was happy. Like in the inside, like you know, as a, like a little kid when he about to get some candy, like oh, like that's how I was. Like I was just really happy, but. Yeah, he's running, watching Tyler just, it felt awesome. Like, I'm glad he did that, you know. He going to the NFL this year, he about to do great things, so, you know. 
when I've watched you out there, the way I describe your running style is smooth. Is that the right way to describe it in your opinion? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like I said, I just be running with my head cut off. So okay. for you to say smooth, I thank you. I appreciate you. But I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's, you know, I'm trying to. Okay, you got about, so I think this is practice 10. So there's five practices left. What do you still want to accomplish this spring before spring camp wraps up? Um, I feel like me individually, I just want to like, I, I want to learn the plays a lot more inside out just so like if I have to go to another position, not guys, I'm not saying I will, but if I have to, like, you know, I'll be able to know every position on the field. So I really want to know like all the, like every play inside out from every position. Um, that, and then as a team, I want to build, I don't know the word, I'm trying to think of a word, like I want to build more chemistry. chemistry yeah. I want to build more chemistry with the team. Like, I feel like, yeah, I've been here and like, you know, our team, we have a, a lot of chemistry, but you always can have more chemistry. You know, you always can build more chemistry. So I feel like, yeah, just build more chemistry at the individually, just know the plays more. Miles, thank you so much for some time. Sir, thank you. There you go. BYU running back Miles Davis. As you heard him talk about, it, he's actually suffered two broken feet, but it sounds like he's getting back to full strength. I did not know he had suffered the other broken foot, I'll be honest. I knew about the one last year. As soon as it happened, I actually somebody texted me and said, hey, Miles Davis is probably done for the year. Looks like he just broke his foot. And I was like, oh, that's awful news. But uh, you heard him talk about the fact that it takes some time to regain trust when you're cutting and planning. As a running back, you do so much relying on your feet that when you put that cleat in the ground to drive up field, that's not going to give way on you. And it's hard to trust it after a while when you've had back-to-back broken bones in both of your feet. But really, really good to see him back out there. As I told him, he looks smooth. Uh, He didn't necessarily want to take that compliment, I don't think. But, uh, you know, at the same time, that's truly what I see from him. And I really, really like how he's adapting to that running back position. I think he could be a guy who really emerges this year as a legit number one type option for BYU you in future seasons. Obviously, he's got still got a lot to prove. He's got a lot of competition around him. We've already talked about this earlier on today. Christopher Brooks looks pretty firmly entrenched as the top running back overall. Lopini Katoa isn't looking to cede any ground as kind of the main backup, but Jackson McChesney's there. Mason Fakahua is obviously in the mix as well. There's a lot of talent for BYU at that running back position, so Miles Davis will have his work cut out for him, but I'm not counting him out of anything, folks. I really enjoyed talking with him talking with him and I'm glad we finally got on the podcast so coming up later on this week we'll have some more conversations I've got one in the can uh, with Ben Bywater BYU linebacker I think you'll really enjoy as well and I'm planning on the final day of spring ball on Thursday grabbing at least a couple more interviews that we'll use in future episodes of Locked On Cougars as well so stay tuned for all that you guys know how we do here on the podcast we try and bring unique conversations as well as insights and analysis that you will not find anywhere else and we're the only daily podcast you got for BYU. So that may sound, I guess, bad in a way, but I hope you guys find this product of worth. All right, coming up here in just a moment, though, we'll round out today's show with some final news and notes on other BYU athletics, teams in action, all that jazz. We'll get to it here in just a second. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. After months and months of action, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national championship this coming weekend. BetOnline.net remains your number one 
one source for all the betting needs and sports info that you need. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, they've got it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And you know what? Uh, there's actually uh, odds out there. You probably saw it on the Oscars. Uh, the whole deal with Will Smith and Chris Rock. BetOnline has odds of a boxing match developing between these two. Just saying, you can get over to Bet Online and put some money down on that if that's what you're interested in. So, Bet Online is absolutely phenomenal. It's not just basketball or pop culture. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we go on today's edition of Locked On Cougars, a couple of notes for you guys. Uh, first off, BYU Baseball is back at home today at Miller Park. They'll take on Washington State out of the Pac-12 before uh, getting ready for a road trip this weekend to Moraga, California to take on St. Mary's. A big opportunity, though, today as BYU takes on Washington State. It's at 1 o'clock, so it's a matinee affair. If you want to take a long lunch and get out to Miller Field or just call it a half day, you can do that. 1 o'clock Mountain Time starts what it's scheduled for. The game will be streamed live on the BYU. BYU TV app and broadcast on the BYU radio network on FM 107.9 FM if you want to tune in that way. Really should be an interesting matchup here because, the funny enough, I was reading up on this. BYU and Washington State have met 43 times all-time. Washington State holds a 25-18 all-time series advantage. They've played 14 times in Provo with the record tied at seven games apiece. Uh, Washington State is off to a 9-14 and start on the year. They're 1-8 in the Pac-12, so they're a little bit down on their luck. BYU is 12-9, but just 2-4 and in West Coast Conference play. I think it will still be a solid win for BYU baseball if they can get it. Uh, the Cougars are dealing with some injuries. Andrew Pintar, the All-WCC sensation from last season. He is done for the year. It's just an absolutely massive blow for the BYU baseball program to lose a guy of his caliber, but they'll be looking to rebound and hopefully pick up a win against Washington State, And like I said, before they head this weekend to get back to WCC action in Moraga against St. Mary's. Tough weekend last week, losing the series to Gonzaga after winning the first game 11-2, but hopefully the Cougars can get back into the win column today and continue those winning trends on into the weekend when they head to the Bay Area. Now, one other note is that the BYU uh, transfer portal basketball uh, saga is just beginning. I am seeing all kinds of rumors out there. BYU reaching out to guards, forwards, offers being thrown around, rumors of offers being thrown around. I had a conversation with a person who is far more in the know when it comes to BYU basketball and the transfer portal situation. It sounds like to me that BYU is going to be at least targeting one guard who can handle the ball, one wing player who they feel like can be kind of like a combo guard and a wing player. More of just think about a guy 
trying to think who that might be. Uh, so rather than a TJ Hawes, think Jake Toulson. That's good. Jake Toulson, that type of player. They want a legit wing scoring option if they can find it. And I'm not making breaking any news here. Come on, let's be real. BYU has needed this for some time now, especially since Jake Toulson left. So they want a guy who can really handle the ball well to play the role that T. John Lucas and Alex Barcelo kind of vacated. Barcelo kind of comboed with being that wing player who was a deadly threat on offense. BYU wants to find one of those guys. They want to find a legit wing player who can bring offense every single night. And then I think that BYU is actually more okay with their big men situation with Atiki Ali Atiki and Fusini Traore than most might think. But I still think, and I did not hear this from the person I talked to explicitly, but I still think they'll be looking for at least one other big man to bring into the program, if not two. You got to have some depth there. I think this past season proved that BYU, you can never have enough big men. And there are a lot of people out there who are upset about running Colby Lee off, etc. You know what? stuff happens let's be real but I think that Mark Pope they have learned a lot about where they stand with their roster but it sounds like and like I said this is not anything revelatory it's just something that based off a conversation I had I wanted to pass along to you guys so in essence, it sounds like in the transfer portal, BYU is heavily targeting a ball-handling guard. It doesn't necessarily have to be a true point guard, but a guy who is comfortable with the ball in his hands and initiating offense. They want a legit wing-scoring option. Whether that uh, comes internally, I don't know. I highly doubt it. I think they're going to look outside in the transfer portal because that's the conversation I had. But then... I am of the opinion you need to have at least one big man coming in in the transfer portal, and the competition is going to be stiff. There are 360 or three, no, 359 Division One teams, if I recall correctly. That is a lot of roster slots. There's a lot of coaches out there. BYU is going to have to do their due diligence, but I can tell you this much: Mark Pope has proven one thing. He is a relentless recruiter, and he will be hitting that uh, transfer portal hard. Obviously, hitting the prep ranks hard and doing as much as he can to turn over this roster. Similar to our conversation earlier on, just another quick thought from BYU football with regards to the transfer portal. I'm not going to be surprised to see if at least a few guys from the BYU roster this past season enter the transfer portal. It's simply a fact of how life is going to be in this new era of the NCAA. Guys are going to go look for new opportunities. You hope to mitigate those losses by bringing in new talent that maybe is an upgrade or at least is a uh, comparable talent to what you're losing, but it's just part of how it's going to be. It'll be very interesting, and anything I hear with regards to names and that type of stuff, we'll do more of an update on that probably later this week. I also I need to get to listening to some of the sound from practice. As I said, I was out at an event Monday night, so we'll have more of that audio throughout the week as well as getting you ready for the alumni game Thursday night. The rosters were revealed. We'll break those down probably in advance of the game, either on Thursday, uh, Wednesday's podcast or Thursday's podcast. Stay tuned. We'll get to that at some point as well. So a busy week ahead, but a big thank you all the same for making us your first listen of the day. Want to encourage you guys now to get over and make sure you listen to Locked On NFL Draft. It's your daily podcast focused on all things NFL Draft. Prospects, uh, how front offices work, inside the draft, the machinations behind it, how big trades affect draft order, draft philosophy. The guys should cover it every single day, bringing the draft to life. Get it free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 29th, 2022, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. 
Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.